Well, technically not, but very no. close. Okay. Same metropolitan area. That's right. Same metropolitan area. Um, not in the same room, though. Not the same room. Not likely to see each other. Uh, life intervened into our potential meeting. But, uh, you know, it's nice to know you're close by. That's right. That's right. We can... Uh, well, we can't wave at each other. I don't. I don't really know what we can do. We can just do this pod, pretty much. <laughs> just like look, look to the north. I'm, pr- I'm probably more than likely. I'm like north by northeast of you. So just wave right. that general direction. I can do that. Can we'll do get that. you over to the house eventually. I am in the River North section of Chicago, which is uh, very busy. Oh yeah, yeah. You. Uh, gonna go hit the viagra triangle later or <laughs> i'm not familiar with the viagra triangle <laughs> oh that's a uh it's a local nickname for like those rush street bars with a lot of uh, uh well to do well to do older gentlemen um and and uh slightly younger and more attractive uh female population Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So people, people hunting for sugar daddies, if you will. Uh, yeah, you said it, not me. <laughs> I mean, you said Viagra Triangle. I, I did, I like did that. say that. Everything's on the table at that point. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. Um, do you uh, you want to you want to start with culture this week? You want to flip flip the script a little bit? Sure. Why not? Let's go nuts. Um, all right, where should we begin? How about, uh, how about the morning show? Um, great, because it's fresh on my mind, and I only watched one episode, but I feel like that was enough to know that little has changed in terms of this show's approach, which, if I could describe it in a sentence, uh, that sentence would be, um... <laughs> I was going to say bombastic, but we can go with you. <laughs> There's like, it, it literally, we're back. Jennifer Aniston's going to space. Or maybe not. <laughs> I, well, I mean, right. I mean, eventually, like, uh, Reese Witherspoon goes to space instead. But, but like, that's, that's your, your welcome back is like, remember COVID? Uh, Here's a fake obituary. She's going to space. Did that, um, like this show will do whatever, whenever. <laughs> it's yeah, it's wild, man. And and you have said this most notably and repeatedly before. But like, I'm I'm right there with you at this point. Just like strap in and enjoy the ride because it doesn't make much sense, and it continues to take kind of big swings uh 
but at at like big topics but it seems like I, I don't know if this is gonna make sense but the best way i can describe it is like the swings are so big you can't bother to notice whether they make contact or not yeah and look i think the, the massive budget that this show is clearly spending on actors uh really helps you know what i mean yes <laughs> because i you just wind up with this thing where like it's almost hard to say anything nice about it really you're just like it's a mess and yet there were two episodes out this week and i devoured them both so right like i i am along for this ride uh i can't recommend it or tell you that it's good and like it just I don't know. It just somehow all works. <laughs> it's totally insane and like zany. But yeah, I think you're right. Just like the spectacle that the writing and sort of absurd plot lines creates is just enough playground to watch a whole bunch of really good actors do their thing. So it, it becomes an enjoyable experience in some way. Um, although you're right that like. There is nothing about it other than the actors to recommend it exactly. It's like, do you do you like any of the main characters on the show? Like, as you know, like like the characters. I guess. I yeah, yeah. I mean, words, you, I, you know what I mean. I know you're rooting for anyone on the show. I think Reese Witherspoon is the closest you get, right? Maybe. I, you know, Reese Witherspoon and, and and Mark Duplass are the two you would you would lean towards, I'd say. But even they have their pretty terrible moments. Yeah. So I like mean, Mark Duplass, it's hard to it's hard to find yourself like you know going that Mark Duplass character is an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, his well, whole but thing even is he like, has a couple of moments. Affability, right? You know what I mean? But he does have a couple of moments that are like, bro, yikes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I mean. Like. Like I think for me the closest is, is Billy Crudup's character, but like Oof. he's a snake. Like I don't, yeah. I don't like any of them. And like, a as, suit. As I I don't like a suit. I never like a suit. <laughs> true. It's true. He's, a big old he's suit. very he's very suity. Yeah, uh, that is that is that's hundred percent true. He had um, the he had a moment in this in this first episode where he said something like, you know, basically, basically like. Like uh, you're out of your depth to to uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston in just the most suity way, like <laughs> like stay in your lane. I forget what the exact words were, but yeah. I thought like, um, and I should know this actress because she's in a million things. But like, basically, the woman that runs the board that bosses Billy Crudup around, like, yeah, like, the best. And she's she's if there's something beyond the suit, she's definitely that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's like, uh, yeah. They they had that like, it was sort of like a narrative pitch session, I guess. Like, what do we do exactly? What's the plan here? Or at least what should we say is the plan? Um, it, uh, yeah, all that stuff. She is, she is the, like, uh, super suit or something. I don't know. Yeah. And look, as someone who runs... Uh, An know, entertainment a piece, property. A piece of a media organization. Uh-huh. Uh, the stuff that's happened in this company also is ridiculous at all times. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> like, the whole notion... I mean, we're seeing it right now how ridiculous 
the whole like conceit of what they're allegedly doing is like throwing all that money into an app like <sighs> I don't know. You're right. It's all ridiculous. <laughs> yep. No no company would would make that hard pivot to streaming right now as people in streaming are like panicking and like firing people and and like cutting costs. Yeah, I think I think it's supposed to be a year ago. Yeah, but that still. That makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> but still, like the entire plan is absurd. Yeah. And also the way all the people interact is pretty absurd. Like I don't know. It's all it's all goofy. But again, that like that level of goofiness is almost of a piece with the level of goofiness that you find in the storytelling and the and the actual plot. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I think that uh John Hamm was going to chew some scenery before we Yeah, man. Come on, that so. scene in the sauna with or steam room, whatever it was, with uh, yeah. Billy Crudup and John Hamm was just like the both of them, like you know, to adjust the metaphor, like swallowing the steam in the room as they just like go bigger and bigger opposite each other. It really is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This show is bad, but it it works. Yep. Uh, and I bet if you start watching it, you'll keep watching it. That's that, that's the bottom line, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look, ultimately, there's not all that much of it. Like, I had thought I fell behind, but I I hadn't. It's just there. it had been a while. Um, I think because it caused an ass load that they don't make it very often. Though. Yeah. <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, just like... To schedule everyone, too. Right, and culturally or like artistically it's difficult to justify <laughs> but it does sort of all turn into an enjoyable mess it's like nachos yeah <laughs> that's it that's it it is not this is the nachos of television <laughs> it's so great it's so great um all right welcome to Rexham. um which is a, a very different uh, kettle of fish <laughs> I would say um, it's it's interesting because it's like I feel like compared to uh, the prior seasons, uh, season season two, right? I don't I don't know. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've taken some stuff away now. It's like it's like what would the show be if I knew everything that was going to happen to the team? You know what I mean? Um, or if we replaced all of the the scrappy adorable players with. Uh, you know, better professional players. Like, you know what I mean? Like we did all these things Would the show still work. And of course it still does because the show gets, I think the heart of what makes the show, um, which is the town as much as anything. And um, something like the Royal family coming to visit Wrexham could really be awful, but in the prism of um, understanding you know where the town has come from and where they've been you, you sort of see how it's in, in, in some ways it could be this sort of triumphant thing for them um even though apparently it doesn't result in them getting any money from the stadium. <laughs> yeah um, so but you got a nice cliffhanger sort of to end the episode as well so um, yeah a couple of things um first i 
I, I mean, I don't know about you. I know where the season ended, but even if I at one point knew, I couldn't be bothered to remember the results of the individual games. And um, I, for instance, if I ever knew, had totally forgotten that the royal family made a visit. Right. So, you know, I think even for the majority of people who know where the season ends up, the step-by-step is going to be a lot of new information. But beyond that, you made the point, and I think that was the thing that I was most reminded of that I think both of us had sort of forgotten when we had the conversation last week about, you know, what's it going to look like without surprising results. Um, This is not a show about results. Like, yes, those results will ultimately be important to the fate of the the football team but this is a show about a town and two hollywood stars that fell in love with the town although as they constantly remind you not two hollywood stars of equal measure and i i really loved maybe my favorite moment of the episode was when they had the one-on-one with rob McElhaney and he was like i don't have 20 million pounds lying around i don't know if ryan does maybe Probably not. He'd probably say he does, but ask Blake. I bet you if you ask Blake, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The, the etiquette lesson was also pretty great. <laughs> Tremendous. And but, but I think they, again, I was reminded that these two guys really, I mean, look, they either are sincerely invested in this city that they've fallen in love with, or they're doing a hell of a job of acting like they are. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the former. I really do think they give a crap. Like, clearly yeah, I think they, so, too. They've spent a ton of money. so <laughs> They are sparing no expense. And, and don't spoil it for me, because I, I don't remember. I mean, I assume they get it done somehow, right? But... You know, last year, if I I sort of assumed they'd get promoted. So, like, I, I don't really know. Even though I know in the end of the season what happens, and I'm deliberately not spoiling it for anyone, like, I expect a lot of little surprises along the way, and I guarantee, based on the quality of filmmaking we've seen from this show so far, I guarantee that they will find a way to make it the show uh, dramatically successful. Yeah, there's plenty we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, like the the visit from the royal family. I, you know, it's weird because he's the king now, but I'm guessing he was still the prince when all that happened. So was he? Um, I don't know. They, well, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They certainly act like he's the king. I can't, I can't remember how long it is. So I don't know if maybe they just talked about him as the king because they did the interviews later or something. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't remember. This is a, I, I think, well, look, partially I have a terrible memory and always have and, and have always struggled to, like, manage and understand time. But I think the pandemic made it worse. Like, I think there's like a. Yeah, it's like a little time warp. Right. Weird. Time got bendy. Time got, <laughs> yeah. like, bendy during the pandemic. Things simultaneously seem like yesterday and a million years ago all the time now. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Oh, I think that that's a that's a world thing. I think we share that with a lot of people. I'm guessing. So yeah, I think so. Um, 
But it's, I don't know, the show's so well made, and it's really funny, and it it's has great. a lot of heart, and none of yeah. that's going to change, and it just makes it even such an easy fun watch you know yeah and i really think you know that's that is also all the stuff that and people i feel like say this about every sports documentary but it really is true with this that like you don't have to really care about soccer to love this show yeah there's not that much soccer in it no and to the extent that there is it's like shot dramatically in a way that i would think anyone can get into like it's not technical or you know this is not like all or nothing or hard knocks or something where it's a show about the sport yeah i have some friends who like really don't like ryan reynolds for whatever reason and you i think don't them, oh you have friends no, have who friends. don't yeah that's weird i think for them it's a tough watch i've had a real hard time trying to get them into it so. that's weird though why like what <laughs> they just know. find it obnoxious you know what i mean I yeah and i see i guess that's a thing because he's always poking fun at that but yeah. i don't totally i don't know i don't get it yeah, he tries hard i guess yeah that. no yeah i mean it's just that usually the people who are obnoxious in that way it's the behavior in some ways may be similar but to me, the obnoxiousness always comes from a lack of self-awareness, if that makes sense. And he's so hyper self-aware that I just think it's funny. Objectively. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm sorry for your friends who can't watch Ryan Reynolds. But unless you have a weird peccadillo like that, uh, it's – I this is a pretty – this show is pretty spectacular. It's hard – it's hard to understand what you wouldn't like about it. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things on TV and, and will remain that way. Yeah. Um, and they are doing the same thing this season where they release, you know, a few episodes at a time, some weeks. Um, so, you know, Oh, I'm I didn't excited. know that. Yeah. yeah. It's two. We get two next week after just one to start. I don't know how they make these decisions, but I'm glad. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, there were two of the Changeling as well. I only watched one. Did you watch them both? There were three. And, there were three? Um, yeah. I'm interested to hear what you say after just one. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I feel like it was a little bit hard to know exactly where this is going. Yeah. Obviously, it hints at a lot of darkness and and a fair bit of supernaturalness yeah. um which as you know is not my favorite the, the mysticism right. um side of things but not in the first one it wasn't so much that i'm like all right i'm out you know what i mean like i i will find out more what happens here i think i gotta say um, like okay so we read a description of this and i don't know how it hit your ears but in my brain, I was expecting something a little bit in the vein of like, what was the um, Jason Siegel show called? Shrinking? No, no, no. Oh, the other one, the Philadelphia one. The one that was actually on TV with like the sort of, 
you couldn't tell yeah, if it the one was, that was on AMC. Yeah, couldn't tell if it was supernatural or not, sort of thing. Um, but he, you know, basically found like a secret city within the city, sort of deal. Um, Dispatches from elsewhere. There it is. Good call. So something like that, which uh, that was not like a super happy show or a comedy or anything like that, but it was. It was like mystical in like a largely um, I don't know how to describe it. It it wasn't. This is just so dark. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Like the changeling, and in the first episode, you're not sh like it could still be that where you are. I feel like right. It could still yeah. be. I mean, the first episode you get in the love story, right? You get you get Apollo's parents' love story. You get uh, Apollo's own yep. love story. Yeah, uh, and it's told in this kind of like cute, interesting way. And the two leads are both incredibly charming. Um, I don't know her; uh, she's very good. But uh, Lakeith Sandfield is ordinarily excellent. I, by the end of the third episode, it is. Like horrifying and terrifying is all I'll say, and yeah, I, I mean, was not ready get for the that. Sense that. The darkness was ahead, at least. Yeah, but I mean, it is darker than I thought it would be. Even, even, even granting you that, granting you that it has some ominous undertones and perhaps uh, overtones, musically speaking. Um, they really go deep and dark, and it appears as though it's about to get undeniably supernatural, although that's not still totally clear. Um, so, like, I don't know. It might be too much for me, frankly. I think I'm probably in for another episode or two because it's engaging. But, like, I couldn't go to sleep right after I watched the third episode. It, it was it was a lot. Wow. All right. Well, it sounds like I may be getting off this train. That's <laughs> important. I will be interested to see because I... I mean, if it does turn out to be like a concrete supernatural thing, um, I don't think it's going to be totally like, I don't think it's going to violate your primary uh, restriction of like, I'll take one leap with you. Um, I, I Like, I don't think they're, they're going to start running into, you know, uh, hairy elephants with uh, horns in the middle of their forehead or anything like that. Um, I don't think anyone's going to start like doing magic, but what about the Brazilian like witch doctor? Is that come more into play? <laughs> um, not concretely, but I mean, okay. bad things are happening. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Fair enough. Um, very, very, very bad things. Uh, like some of the craziest, worst things that I just didn't. Yeah. I just, I wasn't prepared. I was not prepared. Speaking of not prepared, the lead actress's name is Clark. That, I was not prepared for that when trying to look up her name. Oh, her first name is Clark. Yes. 
Yeah, that's Clark a thing. There's a few Clarks, uh, Lady Clarks. I've, I've come across a Lady Clark yet. There you go. There's like um, a comedian, I want to say, whose name is Clark. Lady Blake, maybe. Not a, not a Lady Clark. Definitely Lady. I mean, we just mentioned a very famous lady. <laughs> that's right. That's where I got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll see about the changeling, I guess. <laughs> Let's get to the challenge. I mean, I'm just telling you, like, it's got good acting. It's. I'm not saying it's got bad anything, frankly. Um, seems to be well-written. Like, everything seems it's a good show, but it's just a little bit more upsetting than I imagined it would be. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you, you, I mean, you, I don't know. I mean, first the first episode gives some hints of that. I mean, the, the birth scene is, you know... Uh, difficult, <laughs> challenging, maybe. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's definitely a challenging birth. Um, but yeah, that doesn't approach what happens. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about the challenge. Make you challenging births. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought this was a, was a, was a solid ep of the challenge. Um, it, it is interesting to me that... Um, did you just say ep? Like, did ep, you just I out did. loud say ep? Is sure. that not a word people say? You don't, you don't ever, you never say ep? No? I mean, I try not to. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it sounds very like... Uh... A lot of syllables in episode, man. You know, sometimes right. you got places to be. Right, it sounds like... Like a teenager talks, right? <laughs> exactly. Fine. I mean, you're right. There are more. There are more syllables in episode. You're that's. You're not wrong. For like, it's not like a complicated concept, right? Why does it mean all those syllables? I don't. I don't get it. Um, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for. Sorry for derailing us there. I agree that it was a solid app. Good app. Thank you. Thank yep. you. I'm going to use it now just to piss you off. Um, <laughs> I totally I'm not that angry. Totally lost my train of thought about this. You um, said it was right. a solid app, and I agree. Um, <laughs> it was a solid app. I'm glad, I'm glad somebody's finally trying to get rid of some survival players. I'll say that much. Yeah, it's high time. I mean, that there was a moment where, was it Cassidy? Hold on, I wrote this down, but naturally I haven't opened my notes app. Um. Uh, somebody, I didn't write it down, did I? Uh, someone was talking about, you know, who was going to win the daily challenge and was like, oh man, like, I don't know. I, I, but I, I kind of hope it's not Fessy because I'm a little worried he would come after Survivor. And it was like, yeah, no, he's, he's definitely going to go after Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the only thing he would ever do in this scenario. That is definitely what's going to happen. Um, and I, I, I like my big takeaway from the, the actual action this week is just like, Look, I'm glad the Challenge Vets are here. It's a better show for me with the Challenge Vets on it. But 
I think we've now seen pretty concretely whatever you do format-wise. Look, a couple of vets got knocked off. Congrats to the Rooks. But if you put a bunch of vets on a show with a bunch of non-vets, sooner or later, it's they're going to dominate the show. They They did it with the teams. You know, it took them a little while to put together their vet team, but slowly but surely, they assembled a veteran team, and they were poised to take over the entire game. They made it individual, and it's been utter domination from veterans since that happened. Right. And not only are they dominating, but, like, everyone is now framing the game in terms of Big Brother and Survivor and not even talking about them. Yep. <laughs> and, and the one guy who did now, uh, granted, he did it in the, just the dumbest way possible. Um, Seb. The one guy that, <laughs> that, that did basically was, like, booed out of the room. My guy, Seb. <laughs> like, it basically sent him home. The best part of that, and it was my burn of the week because it was the closest I feel like we got. This is a low burn episode. It was. Step it up with the burns. Agreed. But he's given his pitch to Tori. Like, I think we should go after Corey. Now's my moment to make a scene of myself for no reason. And it just cuts to her ITM and she goes, uh... Big yikes. <laughs> like, like, why on earth would you say, like, do you know anything about this woman? Like, if any, if, if Tori has a weakness in this game, it's that she gets over leveraged with, like, loyalty for correct. people that she, like, won't want to vote for. You know what I mean? Literally, like, her only weakness is she has been showing you week after week. What do they say? She's been in six of nine winner's rooms. Six yeah. of nine. She is absolutely crushing these girls, just battering them about the playing field. It's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, but you're right. Her weakness is she sticks by her friends, and like over the course of a season, she somehow ends up with a lot of friends. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult position to play. It's easier in this scenario, though, where you know she's got the veterans' backs. You just know it. And even right. though Corey and Fessy are in the shadows, you know, uh, hungering to throw Bananas and Wes in, right now, it's veterans for veterans. And you right. can't expect to break that. More to the point. Fessy was smart enough not to go in there and be like, all right, we got to get up Bananas. He knew where Tori was going to be. Yeah. And more to the point, Sebastian, like, why are you targeting anyone? No one has come for you at all. You're hooked up with Tori, who we just said is like pretty effing loyal and took your name off the table in the elimination deliberation. Like you did not have to get six votes thrown to your name. You had no shot of convincing anyone of anything. All he did was get himself eliminated, literally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of talk about doing too much, and none of it was about Sebastian, who was doing too much. Way too much. Including, like, making up a whole thing about Chris that Corey didn't buy at all. <laughs> Insane. And I, I literally wrote down, like, does he think Tori's going to back him when he starts lying his ass off? Because she's not. Yeah, yeah, that's... uh 
that that could be a, a key mistake on his part. And meanwhile, like the whole Chris thing, I mean, the episode was look throwing out it to me a lot of Sebastian versus Chris vibes from the very beginning. Right. Um, so I'm not surprised that that's where we ended up. That scene but, with like, Sebastian and Tori where he was like, I'm just really glad I met you. And I know we only have a few weeks left. It was like, oh, he's in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, Chris got a whole thing and then a call from his like wife and baby. And I'm like, yep. wow. They're, <laughs> they're just letting you know. Um, and someone but, said like, it. I think it was Desi. Like, or maybe it was Chanel. Chris is going to be fighting for his life every single week from here on out. He's got yeah. no shot. And this is why, honestly, uh, I'm really against the survivor people in this game. Because I think that they're kind of mean. Like, yeah. I think they're, they're mean girls, to be honest. They are. Um, well, especially and- Michaela. She's She is incredibly obnoxious. And, you know total mean girl in in, and on top of that additionally like she is saying all this sort of harsh mean stuff and she's definitely being a dickhead but like she's not exactly wrong you know what i mean like she's she tried to warn chris in the beginning like don't do too much and he definitely did like was he somewhat unfairly you know, thrown under the bus by his survivor teammates, I guess. But but he also he did a like Wes level uh, politic around the house move that like just was not sustainable. Yeah, and he's not Wes. He's he's not Wes. I, exactly. Wes, I guess that was probably for me the burn of the week. The Wes talking about Christmas social game. He said, Chris uh, is broken. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but I, I, would, I would posit to you, like, let's say Chris had just been, I'm going to be team survivor, and I'm just riding that out. You know what I mean? Like, survivor, ride or die. These girls would have turned on him eventually. Like, we would have gotten to this point. Like, those girls would not protect him all the way to the final. Well, right. Right, exactly. Do we know Chanel is any good at this game? Because I, I mean, feel like today we saw a little bit of like maybe she's not. <laughs> like maybe think, she's just been protected by this pretty good alliance that she's been in. Yeah, I think we know what she, she done over the course of this season. Really, not much. I, but I also think she has not stood out as terrible, which some other people earlier on did. Right. So like, I mean, even Desi was like my girl what's going on out there <laughs> you know what i mean like, I, she had a bad challenge right <laughs> there's no question about that and especially she like talked herself up ahead of time and was like this is my shit i'm i'm gonna kill this and then yeah you know was worse than michelle but just like after i don't think we would say like michelle is a total loser because we've seen her do some other stuff at least at a decent level I, like I, I think we can say Chanel's not a total pushover, but we don't know if she's particularly good. The only people, in my view, on the women's side that we know for sure are at least pretty good are Tori, Desi, and to a lesser extent, Cassie. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's Tori and Desi. Those yeah, but I mean, say, look, I, I will say Cassidy. Cassidy's won some eliminations. Cassidy won an elimination in a, in a uh, you know a physical tough elimination and I I give her credit for that. 
Yeah, look, I mean, she did that, but I don't know that I would put her. No one's scared of Cassie, put it that way. No, but but I'm saying like she was credibly presented as a layup by Chris. You know what I mean? She so. was, but I think she has proven more than Chanel or even Michelle in this game. Agreed. To be totally honest, <laughs> agree. So I that's mean, all that's, I'm saying. Um, that just but, speaks to how limited the proving has been by Michelle or Chanel. Yeah, I would say Tori is really on a level of her own, which is pretty obvious. And then Desi and and I think Michaela has shown she's pretty tough. But again, like hardly what you would call a proven commodity in the game. Yeah. Yep. I, I will know. say the people who are watching them compete for the entire competition every event seem to believe that Chanel, Desi, and Michaela are not just in an alliance, but also the three most likely to win a daily challenge other than Tori. So. Yeah, I don't seem to believe that, and yet we haven't seen a lot of evidence of it. Well, that's because Tori has been winning all of them. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Well, but that's, um, you know, look, we're, we're giving Desi a lot of credit, right? And, uh, like, if Tori keeps winning, like, we don't always get a great idea of who's second and third, you know? So it could be yeah. that Chanel and Desi have been second and third all year Maybe. long, or Michaela, or I don't know. We're a lot of credit mostly because we've seen her on other seasons. Exactly, you know exactly. I mean? so, right, yeah. but with Michaela and with Chanel, it's more that we haven't seen them at all than that we have seen them not succeed, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I just have no I have no positive example of Chanel or Michaela. Doing no, that's that's pretty true. From, uh, from a challenge standpoint, obviously. Yeah. And frankly, fun. like, we've not seen Michelle do very many things impressively either. No, Although she has more screen time clocked on the show. She's destroying the social game, right? Like, that's she's riding two alliances. And, like, I think she's probably sitting as pretty as anyone in this game. So. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you, I still don't totally understand that, but good for her. Yeah. Like, there are some things politically, socially, where it is just hard without being there and seeing all the interactions she has all the time. Like, her televised interactions are still often those of someone who is a total social mess. Well, she um, talked about it, right? Like, she, at some point, uh, she, when she was mad, she was like, you're going to come into this game with my friends and right. challenge Reddit and, and comment me. Then, um, then there's going to be consequences, you know. But it is interesting, right? Like because I do think sometimes, the like when she says "my friends," right? Like I think sometimes on the challenge, and it's an interesting dynamic. There is a thing where like someone I've known for three seasons and dislike is that I'm actually closer to them in the game than someone I I met this year and really like. Yeah. Yeah. And so Michelle is kind of riding that line of like these people that she's calling her friends that have not gone after her yet are not I don't think they like her very much. They just there's like a familiarity. Uh, yeah, I guess and her her name just never comes up though. It and doesn't. She feels very she feels very secure and to me that quote was very much a reflection of that. Yeah, and frankly when when Tori was like going through the people that might potentially be on the block on the women's Michelle side. Michelle was very off the table, right? Very, like, notably not even mentioned. Yeah. Like she, It was like she didn't even have to take her off the table. Like, Fessy already knew it wasn't Michelle. 
Um, which again, like, doesn't totally make sense to me. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense to us just because, because we find them so unlikable. <laughs> Maybe. That might be it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, it does come down to we're not there at the end of right. the day. Right. Those are the parts where it's like, golly, she must be doing something off the cameras that uh, is more likable. I also yeah. enjoyed speaking of we mentioned Wes earlier, but the, during Chris's uh, sort of meltdown, the bananas line of I'm watching Chris light himself on fire was also pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think that Chris? So now that Chris is back in the house. Is there any path for him, or is it just he's going to have to fight his way out of out of elimination? Yeah, that's uh, the path to, to stay in the finals. I mean, it, you think he's the, he's the automatic vote every week. Well, I mean, he can. Tr- the, the thing is, no, because the, I mean, obviously, you win challenges. That would be the other path. Is you win the daily and you have power. Right, but I mean, I, he's not without any allies, right? There are at least some people. Like, I honestly believe that if Fessy had been in there with, for instance, I don't know who the right person is, um, maybe with Michaela, right? Oh, that, yeah. Like, they would have definitely picked Wes and Johnny. Well, that, or they could have even picked Sebastian, right? If it wasn't Tori. Um,. So, like, if he's in there with, yeah, with, like, uh, Chanel or Michaela next week, maybe they do pick Wes or, or Johnny. Um, if he's, if, if one of those survivor girls gets in there with Tyler or, not that Tyler's likely to win, but, you know. Well, hold, on a, hold on a second. So, Tori... Tori made an alliance with the three survivor mean girls. Right. Right. Wasn't Johnny also in that alliance? Didn't they don't they have an agreement that not to vote for each other? Sure. So maybe they would have put in Wes. Right? Yeah, they would have put in Wes and then hoped that the house votes in Johnny. Or Sebastian. Yeah. Or if Corey yeah. if Corey is in there with you know again with Michelle, let's say. Maybe they put Fessy in who knows I like I that there are plenty of people who would not specifically target Chris that being said I think it's going to be tough for him to get through the stuff without having you know three four five balls in the hopper too so I I do think he's in the gauntlet um but obviously if you win challenges that changes it, and who wins any given challenge changes it. So, like, yeah. the nature of this game is that it's not so easy to be the automatic vote. It's not like it's a house vote where it's, you know, eight people who've already said your name and they're just going to keep saying your name sort of thing. Yeah, right. um, but he, he I, I would say he, of all the people in the house, has the best chance every week going in you know, not knowing who wins, he has the best chance of ending up in there somehow. Right. Plus, there's already the, the you know, there's the whole I don't want to make a new enemy thing, right? So it's easy to vote yeah. for people you already voted for. But yeah. look, you know, without having actually watched any of his season of Survivor, 
sounds like he went through some kind of gauntlet to get eliminated from the show and work his way back, right? So, um, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know there was a, uh, like, what did they call it? Redemption house in Survivor. <laughs> Although it appeared to be like a redemption rock La- in the last ocean. Last Chance Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, Last Chance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't, I've never in my life seen an episode of Survivor. Uh, I watched the very first season. It was like, you know, a cultural phenomenon. Right, right. Um, and, uh, and I think I was out after that. I was so. I was still pretty like down on reality shows at that time in history. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair, and I certainly—it's impossible. For, I mean, they're on like forty seasons of that show, something like that. Forty-one or is it I that many? Know. I thought it was twenty something, but you might be right. Yeah, so I don't like, but whatever, you know. I mean, it's not a challenge where you can watch 40 seasons or 50 seasons or 100 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I can't even really criticize it because I've never in my life seen a single episode of it. Um, like, I, I would say I've never seen a single minute, but I've seen, like, clips when watching the challenge or something else. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really know what that show's about. But, but yeah, you would assume that... And he's clearly, like... Physically, he's a he's game, but I gotta say, you know, you're always a big fessy booster, and I usually poo-poo it. But watching him, not only physically during the trampoline flag challenge, but but the fact that he like solved it strategically from watching the other people as well, like he is something to behold. Uh, yeah. He's a beast. Man. He's I mean, he's really man. like he's the closest thing to to prime CT that that I've ever seen. He is just the guy right now who hasn't put it together in the big game. You know what I mean? There's a little um, of that, and I think there is a little of he's, like he's Joel Embiid, basically. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Joel Embiid has also had a lot of bad luck. Like Fessy's brought a lot of it on himself, but he's also improved he's, a lot. There's been some, there's been some luck in there too. Right, I mean, right, you know, Casey getting hurt in his final was bad luck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he's yeah. also, yeah. I mean, even that, like, she hurt herself when he was like pushing her obnoxiously, um, and like talking a lot of shit that he couldn't back up. And he also didn't want to eat in that same final where Casey was injured. Um, so, you know. Uh, and look, if there's yeah, eating in this I, final, I, we'll I, find I, out I, if he's improved. I can point to some Joel Embiid things too, where, where you go, okay, yeah, the bad stuff happened around him, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll whatever. I'll tell you. So. I'm I, you may be right. I I would prefer like a more uh, self-inflicted wound comparison, but who cares? <laughs> uh, the bottom line is he seems to be certainly like more serious. He's definitely more ready. He definitely understands the way the challenge house works better than he yeah. ever has before. And um, I think he's. Le- I think he learned. Um, he's learned from some of his prior mistakes in the game. Yes, and he is not nearly. Uh, he's also playing this game a lot, uh, right? He's not being messy, fessy from a romance situation, which maybe for the first time. Honestly, yes, I right? think it is he's for the first time. Completely laid low with ladies this entire season. Yep, and and he, and just in general, I think he's had a very level-headed 
you know, uh, 3,000 foot view approach to everything this season, which is good for him because if he just stays above the fray and like stays smart, the physical stuff will take care of itself. I mean, that's what we saw this week. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. So, and look, and I think him wanting to find the opportunity to turn on bananas is like everything he said in that speech is not wrong. (laughs) No, that's the right strategy. That's the right. And even when he's talking to Chris and he's like, listen, dude, I, I, you know, I really didn't want to do it, but like, that's the way the cookie crumbles basically. Like, I thought he handled it well, and that's he's right. And, and fucking Chris then immediately is like, it just feels so personal. And it's like, dude, it's not personal. <laughs> I, but I also understood why it would feel personal. Well, like, everything like, always feels personal. That's obvious in there. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, that that is one of the most obvious looking at it from afar. Like, it's really just not personal. It's, it's not. But this is just where, because like, of basically the person you should be upset with is the person you ultimately eliminated because like he's the guy unnecessarily throwing you under the bus and he's the guy whose politicking was keeping him relatively safe in the game until he started running his mouth <laughs> right right because tory tory eliminated a lot of potential other choices for people to vote for besides him yeah i mean sebastian was probably the guy that they go for if not for her uh, shall we say appreciation uh, of his presence? So, Paula <laughs> Dickens. Yeah, yeah. He, he he had he had done a good job keeping himself safe until he decided to torpedo it for no good reason. Yeah. Um. All right, you should get out of here, right? Anything else to add? Um. I don't think I have anything else really. Uh. Oh, I on the fessy topic, I did really enjoy that he once again had to point out like you guys Chris is like you know woe is me all over the house and he they gave Fessy the chance and and he once again was correct in saying like guys this is this is the challenge it's not survivor so when you get voted it just means you get to go compete it doesn't mean you're out of the game like, stop the whining and panicking. <laughs> and look, in fairness to Chris, I thought he went out there and competed really hard. You know, what he I mean? did, so, but he probably didn't have to like talk about how hard it was and how badly he wanted it to be a girls' day quite so dramatically. I guess I think look when you are in that house twenty four hours a day, you know what I mean, and all you have to think about is game. Look, I'm not saying I and, would do and, any and better. Everyone hates you. Yeah, I get it. You're going to bring it up. (laughs) Of course, I get it. I'm just saying Fessy, you know, took the opportunity to say and correctly so, especially given the ultimate outcome. Like, dude, that you're not gone yet. Just zip it up and get out there and beat Sebastian's ass. And he did zip it up. Zip it. By the way, uh, totally bizarre. And really very cool elimination, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, they did a great job. Even the contestants said, you have noticed that I think Banana said something. He did. been commenting on how good the uh, eliminations have been this year and and all the the new stuff that they brought out for some of these challenges. I mean, just what a creative 
challenge. You know, not I, I was hoping we'd get we'd get to see those two put their hands on each other in some way because yeah. I thought that would have been fun and also informative in terms of like who these dudes are in this game, but like doing basically like a trick trick nerf hoop shot, super cool and and like ended up being very dramatic. Definitely the kind of challenge like if you're put in elimination with Bessie, that's you know, that's the kind of challenge. Uh, hundred percent. It's the kind of challenge that you're you're excited to if it's fessy, and you're very upset if it's bananas. <laughs> like speaking somehow of, bananas is going to do that on the second try. Yeah, we got uh, got to look at the next season of the real challenge. Um, oh and, yeah, wait, uh, we and, and my guy CT's back. I know we should talk about that, shouldn't we? Yeah, sure. Um, it's. Uh, the, a new champion will rise seems to be the theme of this season. So they they put a bunch of like legends on one side, and then a bunch of people haven't won on the other. Is is essentially it is called like, Battle for a New Champion. Uh, per Variety, twenty four returning contenders, one of whom will take home their first victory. But they will compete not only against each other, also ten rotating challenge legends in surprise el- eliminations each week. So. The characters like Tori and Devin and Cara Maria is back and CT is back. Um, They're just coming in for eliminations? Is that what That's it what like? it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Um, but, you know, on the new content, you know, new champion side, we have a lot of people that we liked. Um, Zara, Raven, we may not have cared much about, but Olivia is back. Norris is back. Mariah is back. Um, Horacio. Horacio. Michelle's also there. A lo- but a lot of people that we... Do you remember Melissa? Melissa is going way back. Um, well, not way, way, but Melissa... Which, which Melissa? Uh, Melissa Reeves. She's British. She was on with, like, Kyle and... Uh, oh yeah, I remember I some of them, remember. like World War of the Worlds era. Um, but Kyland, who was eliminated rather quickly, but looked to be a good competitor, um, Jay's crazy ass is going to be back. And then there's some new people too, uh, and some people that you know. Oh, and Emmanuel, of course. Um, very excited to see Emmanuel again. Uh, yeah, this should be good. Yeah, it's 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 a good group. I actually think Jay. Uh, would be a threat in an entire cast full of people who haven't won. Like he's he's he actually is. pretty good. Absolutely, he's just crazy <laughs> and and occasionally annoying. But um, Chauncey, you know, I think is a is a threat. Big T, I love even if she's not necessarily a threat, and she will definitely Big T makes every season better. We're you know exactly we're just having her around is is good TV. Yeah, and and she is formidable politically because everybody loves her. And, uh, you know, certainly in the early parts of a season, she can sort of move the narrative, politically speaking. And then um, the champion list here is spectacular. I mean, truly a better cast of champions than I would have thought they could get. Um, Casey, Tori, Laurel, Jordan... Devin, Darrell, CT, 
Cara Maria. Like there are Brad. There are there are three or four names in there. I I thought might never compete again. So yeah. that's. I'm very excited about this season. And look, they're saying now a new champion will be crowned. They're saying now, you know, the champs are just here to challenge you in the eliminations. But I, I know you would not be surprised, nor would I, if there's a twist in the last four episodes where suddenly the champions are competing, you know? Um, it's just it's just like the challenge to pull some shit like that. So th yeah. this should be really fun. It, it should be. By the way, Huhui is back. Remember Huhui? <laughs> I do. I remember Huhui and Huey. Huhui and Huey, uh, both pretty goofy. Huey, you may remember as the uh, short gentleman with the large butt implants. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the accent. Um, An incredible uh, accent. I would say... Crack the record for net tats this season. Yes, and Nobody even... Even the people like Huey and Huhui, who I may not uh, value as competitors, are are characters I've enjoyed on past seasons. Indeed, indeed. And, uh, we didn't even mention, uh, maybe you did, but I don't think we did. Speaking of neck neck tats, our vampire buddy Emmanuel's back. I did. I threw him in there at okay. the end. I did. I did mention him. He's Very crazy. excited to see the vampire yeah. back. I wish. I wish Emmy was back. Where's Emmy? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, maybe Emmanuel will let us know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Emmy's probably doing her singing career, right? That's where. That's probably where she's. Yeah, I hope so. I hope making, that's what's happening. Tunes. Yeah, <laughs> I hope she's in the studio. All right, I gotta go. Let's do some homework. Okay. Um, did you right, write it so down? I did write it down, but I don't have my notes up. So let me grab them. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Sex education is back, but not until Thursday. So very excited, uh, though. Come on, get excited, everybody! It's the return of uh, truly one of my favorite shows of the last decade. I don't know if it's one of the best, but it is elite, enjoyable TV, and and really has just a beautiful heart. And uh, I I was like nicely teased for the return of Sex Education by the fact that most of its cast was featured in the Barbie movie. Yeah, a lot of, lot of sophistication in the Barbie movie. That was really weird. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I will have my Netflix situation better sorted by then. Did I tell you I finally, I finally cut the cord? Um, oh, YouTube TV. Oh, well then, dude, you uh, d like you got to get your DVR squared away because you have no excuse for not DVRing the things that we need to watch. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. I YouTube TV is great, though. I think you're gonna like it. Uh, the Sunday ticket part has already been been lovely. Um, There's Sunday. The way they do the like, did you see how you can choose any combination of four games to be in like a four box? Yeah, it's not any combination, unfortunately. I uh, think it is, man. It's, the list is incredibly no, long. It's not because I tested it out. <laughs> well, it's not because missing I, a lot, dude. I, I, yeah, it, it's it had at least like thirty or forty four game combinations. combinations. But yeah. there was a particular combination that I was looking for that was not available. And it wasn't a crazy one, I didn't think. so. Not Sorry about that, pal. Anyway. Um, I bet you once we get to the bye weeks, they'll have every combination. I hope so. Because so. <laughs> the problem is, is like, uh, uh, invariably, I'm going to want red zone in one of those four, right? So, you know, oh, like, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, see, I yeah, I was doing that instead of red zone. I did the four box instead. I don't know if I've – I'll have to – see, you got to come over, dude. 
What are you doing Sunday morning? Or midday, since we're in the Midwest. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I mean, besides going to the Globe to watch the Arsenal match, um, uh, nothing, I guess, before, before the show. Um, well, you know, if you, if you want to try to come watch some football, that's, uh, I got a, I got a real nice setup. That's, that's one of the things in the house. There might be like a couple garbage bags full of bubble wrap right next to it, but the, uh, adult TV and music setup is pretty sick. All right. I like, I like the sound of that. Maybe let's figure that out. I, I also think, uh, YouTube needs to do the eight box like directly needs to do. Wow. Wow. Um, I don't know that my uh, attention span is is diverse enough, nor that my TVs are big enough for an eight box. Yeah, they are. yeah, they are. you'd be surprised. All um, right, especially with the way to switch the audio. All right, so here's what else we're watching: uh, the Gold, which is a British uh, heist series. It sounds like on Paramount Plus. Yep. Uh, a million miles away. It's a movie on Prime with Michael Pena. Yeah. Uh, about the first migrant farmer in this space. Apparently. I'm so intrigued by what the hell this is. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, and then we're going to check out the new Mitski album, which his name is really long and complicated. I have right now. Um, yeah. It's something but, like the land is inhospitable and so are we. Yeah. That sounds right. But new Mitski album. You'll find it. Her albums and, are always interestingly titled and usually very good. Yeah. So there you go. That's, our, that's your homework. And uh, we will talk at you next week. All right. Have fun at your concerts. Uh, I shall have fun at, uh, at what are you doing? You're doing yeah, things, right? It's Family not things? fun, and we probably shouldn't talk about it. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.